folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Boom, boom. Hey, everybody. Corey Poindexter here with your boy, Bob Fackety. Yo, 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 yo. And today on the Small Package Show, it is Money in the Bank Go Home Week. Yeah, it is. What happened on Raw and SmackDown? We're going to talk about the storylines and make our Money in the Bank predictions. Prediction. Got some UFC and some WWE news, including did Kenny Omega make his WWE Network debut? But did he? Oh, uh, we'll Kinda? talk about that. Also, NXT TakeOver Chicago. We'll talk about the matches going into that, all that, and more today on the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, hit him with it. Small Small package show. Bob, who was done covering E3. Kinda. Well, you're never not covering E3. I guess that's What uh what did you think of E3 this year? Mm. Quick 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 overview from the man himself. E3 I mean, opinions. There's some interesting things. Uh some good games. Uh how good. On a scale of 1 to 74. 2019 looks like it'll be a really fun year for gaming. I'll say that. Sure. The rest of 2018 looks like we may... Well, we got some good games coming out. Um, we didn't see anything about Red Dead Redemption 2, even though that's coming out October 26th. Got a lot of info about Battlefield 5, if you're into that kind of thing. Looks pretty good. What's the, uh, the Jedi one? Was there much about that? Oh no, they pretty much just flashed a logo. Okay, because I saw on the sheet on the sheet that you shared to me that was like, these are all the games that were announced at E3. Yeah, it was I on believe there. that's uh, the game from uh, Respawn. I think I'm looking it up. Loud ass birds outside my window. Plus, it's hot, so the air conditioner is going back on. Sorry, we, uh, you know, we had a, uh, uh, at least one pretty professional week last week. I managed to contain myself pretty well in your absence. Uh huh. Um, but I don't want to set the level of expectations yeah. too high for people. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's the respawn entertainment game. They're sure. the people that made Titanfall. Okay, that game should be pretty legit. Uh, Anthem looks like it could be good, but it also looks like it could be really repetitive and boring. Yeah. So we'll have to wait on that. Um, I told you my opinion on the whole Fallout being 76, online. yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm not so stoked about it basically being not exactly like ESO, but, you know, being online. It's nothing like ESO. I'm saying the fact that it's like an online all the time experience. Sure. Um. Just the idea of having to... I mean, I'm glad that he said 
instead of thousands or hundreds of people on your quote unquote server, yeah, it won't really dozens. feel. Yeah, it won't feel server like. Well, is what because I saying. mean, re- think about it this way: sure. is it's a map four times the size of Fallout Four, right? And there's only dozens of other players. Sure, but he also said there won't be NPCs. Something along those lines of not a lot of NPCs. I, I think like all of the NPCs wandering around aren't going to be NPCs. Is what he was getting at. Like you'll okay. still go to like towns and talk to villagers and. I was shit. gonna say there's got to be shopkeepers, but like, unless you have to wait on one player to go. You know what I want to do? Be a shopkeeper instead of that would be funny because you know someone like me that's like really weird in video games would be like fuck yeah I'm a shopkeeper. Well, see, I'm I'm kind of excited about it because all of your buddies can all work on the same uh, outpost. Sure. So, like, I can be friends with you, and you can just make this baller outpost that I don't you, have to bother with making. Because you know <laughs> that you know that the the building is my jam. Because you'll do it. Oh, I, I'm not. I don't. Did, I I don't put in the effort. Did for I ever it. show you the? I haven't played Fallout Four in forever because I was letting Kayla have the game basically i didn't want our saves getting all mixed together and she just plays on mine so she has her own save it is what it is but did i ever show you the final version of my uh whatever that first town that you run into with uh oh you mean the town that you lived in yes yes uh my final clubhouse i had a bowling alley with fucking five lanes with the pins and and like I made bowling ball racks out of like random shit. Wow! So there's actual bowling balls, and if you pick them up, you know, push the stick in to pick it up, and, and got you could speed, throw them. You yeah. can actually bowl with it. Uh, a pool table with the triangle with the balls in the triangle. Wow! That took fucking forever to get that done right, and then pool cues, and then a cue ball, and then a little thing that looks like chalk. I don't remember what it was, but it was like some little thing mm-hmm. that I picked up that looked enough like chalk. Obviously, it's all decorated. Neon signs fucking everywhere. Uh, had a really cool looking bar that where I would m- manually place bottles of liquor so that it looked like it was an active bar. Mm-hmm. And enough of the people would hang out in there and sit at the tables that it looked like it was a hopping bar. Um, all right. Well, anyway, crazy. wrestling. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> an- okay. Enough about E3. Just sort of... <gasps> talking about e3 hey you know what we only spent five minutes on e3 so let's get to uh let's get to the stuff so uh raw this week if 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 to to bring it back to wrestling yeah there is video wrestling 2k19 related news that i know i can't share until monday uh but look out for news on monday is it the leak the leaked information and i guess you can't officially say but is it the you know, the rumors that I heard that they're announcing who is the cover guy? Yes. But I think that has been announced. But you know more information than that. Yes. Oh, but you can't say. No. Well. All right, Bob. Blink blink at me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun. People like it. I'll say that. Um okay. and then there's a special thing that they're also announcing alongside it that's going to be as far as i'm going to go okay because you, you don't want to risk blowing anything up that's fine bob well hey tune in tune in you know next week bob will have this information which will probably have already come out by then oh i mean it's coming out on monday morning well then do you know what just tune in next week anyway 
We could use the listenership. Uh, yeah, so WWE will <laughs> well, no, be you announcing can't put this up late. No, <laughs> WWE. No, I can't put this. There are up things late. that are happening on Sunday. Well, hey man, maybe we could just record a quick thing after this and then put that up later after whatever your embargo is lifted. Oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. All right, so WWE 2K19 will come out. It'll probably be trash. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Raw this week and SmackDown this week. Let's let's get into what we thought overall about the go home shows. I was a little disappointed. I would say more disappointed in SmackDowns, but Raw was Raw's disappointment is sort of also you have to consider the fact that Raw was three hours. Sure, I mean neither show were great, especially for a go home. Especially for a go home. Um, and Raw the past two weeks has been giving us spots that they could have saved for the actual pay-per-view and like maybe they already planned it out and like have all the spots already and these are like the spots that they wanted to include but couldn't and now they're just like oh well we'll use them in the build up but also, like, why are they basically having all of these matches? I mean, we didn't right get now. Roman v. Gender on Raw. We got Roman versus Sunil. But still, like, we've talked about this so many times on this podcast that I feel like I'm taking crazy pills by saying it again. But you used to not give away the match on TV that you were having on the pay-per-view. You'd have the guys briefly interact here and there, but mostly it was them not getting their hands on each other, beating up somebody else and then pointing to the stage and being like, you see that? And then the other guy's like, oh man, that made me real mad what you just did to this other guy who I might be friends with. Um, And then maybe have something where, oh, like, you know, oh man, when Trips was feuding with Rock and make Trips would come out of nowhere and he'd hit the Rock backstage with something. But, you know, you didn't have Triple H versus The Rock on Raw, especially not the the go-home. Yeah. Because it's like they're going to be fighting each other in six days. And, like, sure, it wasn't the full matches that we got. Sure. But it was most fun. They're giving away all these matches, and it's frustrating when, when everybody gets their hands on each other. Yeah. Um, but what are you going to do? I mean, that's just how things are now. Uh, and really no storylines were advanced since like two weeks ago. Mm, Not really. Well, Ronda did on SmackDown. We'll just muddle Raw and SmackDown in together here. I'm just talking storylines leading into Money in the Bank. Ronda did get the arm bar on Nia. True. So that was something that it did advance their storyline a little bit. Right, they did say you can't get it on her, and she did. So, well, yeah, which maybe that would have been a better moment to have at the pay per view. But hey, whatever. whatever. Um, and you know, I thought the Miz refereeing bit was cool on SmackDown. Sure. Um, in the match with Rusev and Samoa Joe, it was R- a fun way to get him involved. Rusev picks up the win via interference by the Miz as the ref, sort of. He kind distracted of. Joe a little bit. Yeah. Um 
Which, hey, I mean, but big surprise win for Ruru. I'll always be happy about a Rusev win. Um, but let's be honest, Rusev's not winning Money in the Bank. No. Sorry, buddy. You know, unless Lana wins and Rusev wins, but outside of that very unlikely scenario, the women's Money in the Bank will probably happen first. Probably. I imagine it will happen first. Especially because of the level of names you have in the men's money in the bank, I imagine that that match is last. Oh, uh-huh. um, if Lana wins that, it is confirmed that Rusev is winning. Pretty much, and it would be fucking awesome to have a Mister and Mrs. Money in the Bank. Uh huh. And it it's it, that would be very cool. Um, but I don't think it's happening. No, it would be very cool. Anyway, um, other things that happened in Raw and SmackDown that. Were highlights or lowlights for you? Big low light, probably going to that obstacle course segment. See, I I had the uh, fortune sure. of only loosely watching Raw this week, sure, uh, because I was out at a restaurant that happened to have it on in the background. So I saw some things. Shout out real quick to Blackbirds. Blackbirds. If you come to a singing Queens, in the dead of night. If you come to a story of Queens and you want to watch Raw and Smack Raw, I think they show SmackDown. Do they? I know they show Raw. If you want to watch Raw with Bob and I at a bar in in Astoria Queens, New York, come to Blackbirds. Pretty good food. They only advertise Raw at least. Raw's in the menu. Like in the yeah. actual printed menus it says we show Monday Night Raw. Um, which is cool. But about I, the obstacle I, 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 I will just say, shout sure. out, I had a burger there. I don't know if you've ever had one of those burgers where they tasty. grind the bacon yeah. and it's half bacon, half beef. It's tasty. They have one of those. Their there. wings are also pretty I haven't sound. had one of those in San Francisco, so it was pretty The special good. grind or whatever they call it? Uh, the Q18. Q18. Oh, ha, 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 it's the bus stop. Um. Also, the wings there are pretty tasty. They're all right. I'm a wing snob. I mean, they're not the best wings I've had in the neighborhood, but they are. They're good wings for bar wings, and they have some tasty snacks, some good drinks, you know. Plus, it's nice to be able to watch Raw in a bar, and usually with the sound on, unless there's some sort of other bigger sporting event going on. But they always have Raw on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the obstacle course... It's not even the worst Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley segment. No, that'd be the sisters. Mm, I don't know. You think the one where he ran away into the crowd is? I I honestly, this is why I say the sisters. Are you talking about the one where there was no men in drag and it was just Sammy? No, constantly hung out the or one when, when they the brought. Dudes I I at least got a handful of chuckles from the three dudes in that segment when they talked. Uh the one where Sammy's running away last week. I talked about that one was so painful. Because Sammy was going for the cheap heat by, by by just like throwing out things about him mm-hmm. that would make the crowd. They were somewhere in the south that would make the crowd not like him. He I know kept, he said, was like questioning his military service. He questioned his military service. He said Sammy said that he himself was like a vegan and like going on about uh, like yoga and all sorts of stuff. He was going for cheap heat, and the crowd just didn't care. So it was just silence. And it's basically Bobby standing awkward in the ring, making awkward Bobby Lashley faces. I don't think any awkward Bobby face can top the one where he was like, oh, hold on, Renee. And then he just dead eye look into the camera. And he's just like, I want to say I love you to my three beautiful sisters. And then he's just like, he's so dead in his face. 
Mm-hmm. Like he was like, they're making me say this for a storyline, and I don't want to say this. But yeah, Sammy running into the crowd was probably more awkward. At least with the obstacle course, we got to lo- watch Bobby Lashley beast around on some stuff that we couldn't probably physically do, like the monkey bars thing, like the the running the the bars, the swinging hand hand bar thing. Uh, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I'm a I'm a big lad. So I don't know if I could fucking do that. And he stopped on the last one and started doing like chin ups. And I was like, well, this is okay. I mean, there's no doubt that the man is athletic. Oh, for for sure. So at least we got that out of it. And then I knew Sammy wasn't going to run this damn obstacle course, you know? Sure. Uh, you know, he halluva kicked him. It is what it is. The segment was weird. I, this is probably the match I'm least looking forward to on the card. Mm, there's there's a couple good toss ups for the contention there <laughs> for least looking forward to yes what's your what is your least favorite match that you're looking like least looking forward to I mean it might be Jinder Roman uh, I mean that match is stupid but here's the thing either way within the world of kayfabe the outcome of the match will make sense. Because if Jinder wins or loses via, shenan- via shenanigans because of uh, Samil, mm-hmm. then sh- then sure, it's believable. If Roman hits him with a spear and pins him in three seconds, it's believable. If if uh, Jinder hits the Coloss and pins him, he was a champion. It's believable. All of those things I could believe. But Sami Zayn beating Bobby Lashley just is less believable because look at Bobby Lashley. Fair. I mean, like, yeah, it's believable if Sammy hits him with a chair a couple times and then get, you know, gets Bobby gets a DQ win, I guess. But it's just like uh, the match to me just makes so little sense. Also, I can see Jinder and Roman's beef very clearly. Whereas with Bobby, it's just sort of like he just doesn't seem to care about this match. Fair enough. Like he's laughing off all of Sammy's insults. So I'm like, so why does he give a shit enough to fight this match? Sammy clearly has some kind of beef with Bobby, which I don't even remember where this came from, what the origin of the of their feud is, other than Sammy just being a weirdo and having nothing else to do. Uh, so Bobby's just sort of every time he's like, Sammy, you're crazy, basically. Mm-hmm. And Sammy's like, no, you're a dick. I'm going to ruin your life. And Bobby's like, can't ruin my life. And then now they're fighting. Okay. Uh, I, I just, you know, for Jinder, he gets to prove I'm better than Roman. For Roman, he gets to get retribution for Jinder costing him his shot at Money in the Bank. Both of those are valid. That's fair. That's fair. What does Bobby get if he wins? Sammy could keep talking shit forever unless he breaks, unless he goes full Mortal Kombat and just fucking snaps Sammy Jane's like mandible off and just like breaks his jowls and is just like, well, now you can't talk shit because you have no fucking lower jaw. That's the only way that Bobby truly wins this feud. So, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. The go-homes were not were not great. Right? If you looked at them exclusively as to sell a pay-per-view, mm. <laughs> I mean, the, look, okay, I will say this. That last match on Raw, the fatal four way. It had the right outcome with Braun being on top. I don't think he's winning money in the bank. Not to spoil our predictions for later. I don't think that Braun wins money in the bank because I think it's so obvious 
that he's the most dominant one in the match. Um, so he gets the win. He goes over on the go home raw and there were big spots in it and it was a fun match. I will give full credit to that last match for being a good final match on a go home show. And ultimately the end of a go home show is the most important part of it. So sure. That being said, I still, I still didn't like most of the go home show, but I would still give the show overall, like because the ending was strong, like a C plus. That's fair. Actually, I might push it to a B minus simply because of Corbin's haircut, which we need to address now. Baron Corbin got a fucking haircut. And he looks so much better. So much better shaving off the awful thinning hair that he had on his head before. He does look a lot better. He has a head that looks good bald. Some men don't have the right head shape to Brock bald. His head shape is fine. He looks great. He still looks badass. He looks way more badass now than he did with like his like thinning. Greasy attempt at punk hair. Greasy is such a good word for it because other guys' look, hairs looked wet. Like when Seth Rollins comes out, his hair looks wet. Barron's just looked like he hadn't showered. Yes. It looked bad. It was so thin and mangled and shit. Constable Corbin, bruh. Yeah, Constable Corbin. Loving the character change. I, I want to see what they do with him now in this pseudo-authoritarian role. Because uh, I think it fits him. He didn't really have anything else going on for him right now anyway. So fuck it. Why not put him in this Constable Corbin bit and have him be a bug in fucking Kurt Angle's ass? It's great. Uh, also, I can no longer sing my alternate lyrics to Baron Corbin's theme song. Where I'd go, I'm Baron Corbin, I need a haircut, I like to wrestle, I'm Baron Corbin. Because now he, maybe you can just replace need with have. I have a haircut. I'm Baron Corbin, I got a haircut, I like to wrestle, I'm Baron Corbin. It doesn't quite have the same oomph to it. But maybe I'll work on it. I'll work on my new Baron Corbin parody song. Shop it around. uh, Shinsuke and AJ had something on SmackDown. Uh, I'm struggling to remember what it was. AJ talked to somebody. I don't think they had an actual interaction between the two of them on the go home. But Shinsuke fought in a match against someone. Ty, wasn't it? No, that was last week. Mm, whoever it was, oh, it was Jeff Hardy. Yes, because I, I even remember saying while we were watching the show and paying attention to it. As soon as Shinsuke's intro happened and there was the weird glitch thing, and he's ringside, I was like, "We literally just watched the entrance for his opponent. Cannot remember who it is." Yeah, and then we had to wait until the camera panned and showed Jeff to go. Oh, right, Jeff Hardy. That's who it is. He's fighting Jeff Hardy, um, who is also the U.S. champ. And also was reported as injured last week. So I guess it must not be that bad if he's working through it. I actually reported that on last week's podcast episode. Well, he was dealing with, uh, well, I mean, his injury that he's dealing with was nerve pinch damage. Mm. So he could be working through that. True. Um, but yeah, no U.S. championship match on the horizon. Nerve. So who knows what's going to happen with Jeff and that title. Such it's bad timing for the U.S. championship because it had over the last year or two really gotten revitalized. Um, and now a that a little it's, bit, it, it I mean it wasn't I mean, it wasn't at the height of when John Cena was doing the U.S. Open Challenge, but AJ was doing it for a bit 
when he didn't have the title. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, it was like, it, it got put on Baron, and then yeah. Dolph Ziggler won it, and then yeah. dropped it, and then... No, wait, that's pre-shakeup. That was the IC belt. Mm-hmm. No. I'm pretty I'm, sure that was... I don't it. think so. I'm pretty sure it was US. Because IC was on SmackDown before the shakeup, or it was on Raw before the shakeup. Um, maybe it doesn't matter anyway none of this matters let's get look here's the thing like ultimately what it boils down to is the go homes were not very strong there they were kind of lackluster and raw did a slightly better job than smackdown of getting me hyped for money in the bank it sucks because money in the bank is already one of my favorite pay-per-views true personally it is for me Mania, then Royal Rumble, then probably Money in the Bank. Nice. I mean, because Money in the Bank is just very fun. I don't even put think I'd put Mania in my top three. A favorite pay per views? Yeah. Really? In all fairness, look at the Manias I've seen. I mean, you've had you've had a one really like, good one. I get one. that they're special. You had one really good one. Which one? I thought. This year's was really good. It was all right. You had one not so great one. Last year's? Yeah. Yeah. Other than the Hardys coming back. Um Okay, fair. Whatever. <laughs> I I guess for me, I got WrestleMania 30 live. Sure. So WrestleMania is just like I'm still riding high off that. That was like what? Five years ago? Sure. And like the best is I, I did watch WrestleMania 31 live with Mo. Um, that, was, that was outdoors. Which was a good one. That was outdoors, right? Yeah, that was with Seth. Seth cashed in. Yeah. That was a great re- mania. I mean, there was a couple of weird moments in it, but that's also the year Rusev rode in on the tank. Yeah. That was a fucking fun WrestleMania. WrestleMania is always very fun. That's fair. Even if even if there's stinker matches in the card and the card doesn't actually shape up to be that great. Uh-huh. WrestleMania is always fun, and you know how I but prioritize. Thirty two is so boring. Yeah, well, they they uh, yeah. Some sometimes you get that, uh, and then Royal I, Rumble's always fun. Royal Rumble's great. That's why Royal Rumble's two. probably my number one, and that's why I say that the Money in the Bank is probably three for me because the Money in the Bank match is always crazy. Yes, and it introduces strong storylines that could last for right months. You get people interacting who don't always interact, or maybe haven't interacted in a while. And then you get to have that, and you know Sammy's going to interfere, even if he even after, if he gets destroyed by Bobby, he's going to interfere at some point to help. Oh, that's probably. a good point. So, um, lots of cool stuff happens at Money in the Bank. I think the go homes were a little let down, but fuck it, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, anyway, let's play through some news. We got to do the predictions. Sure, sure, sure. Take long. Uh, real quick. So NXT Takeover Chicago is yeah. also this weekend. Uh, we will not be watching it live. No, I'll probably be. We'll probably watch it before the show on Maybe. Sunday. If you come over a couple hours before the pay per view starts, we can just watch. I, sure. Usually NXT Takeover is like an hour and a half. They're usually two hours. Somewhere in that ballpark. I know last one was two and a half. Uh, but that was also the one before Mania. Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream in what That'll some people be a dope some match. people referring as the King versus the Prince. I like it. I and like it. That match should be very fun. I uh-huh. love watching Velveteen Dream matches. Um, sorry, what? See, it's kind of interesting that is it though. 
either nickname applies to either person. I can see that. Prince is Velveteen, obviously, but Prince Puma is also Ricochet. Wink. And now Wink. Ricochet has also gone as King Ricochet online, but I guess you could probably apply to... I, I, I don't think Velveteen Dream would be upset if you called him King. <laughs> we have uh, Gargano and Ciampa in a street fight. Yeah, that I. They always do good matches. They, they do good matches, but it's also just kind of like that feud ended. But I guess it didn't. I guess it didn't. And also, it means the last one was an unsanctioned fight, right? So, and so it's like I guess this is now a sanctioned fight, a but sanctioned, the same stip. A sanctioned no DQ. I heard a rumor that they wanted to do a last man standing match, but then they did that for Shinsuke AJ at Money in the Bank, and oh, so they had to change it. Bastards. Oh, because here's the thing. AJ, AJ and Nakamura is this weird situation where they have so much potential and they're just, they haven't lived up to it. And I, I can't tell if it's how they're creatively booking the endings of these matches or if it's just that AJ and Nak aren't holding up to it themselves. I don't know what's wrong with it, but to give the last man standing to them over Gargano Ciampa is fucking robbery. Right. You could have done anything else for AJ Chinsuke. A Ciampa Gargano last man standing match sounds so good. And especially because you know how those two sell and you could see the Gargano like holding the trunks and like, uh, and like barely being able to stand and getting up just long enough to break the 10 count for falling and then falling back down and Ciampa just sort of kicking his lifeless body. Ah, uh, brutal. Oh, well, it'll still be a great match between the two of them. It'll be definitely worth watching. Uh, Shayna Baszler uh-huh. nailed it. Baszler? Isn't that what I said? You said Baszler. God damn it. <laughs> Unnailed it. Shayna Baszler. I always fuck her name up. Even when it's explicitly written on paper in front of me, I always fuck her name up. And I finally thought I had it. But anyway, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Yeah, that's singles a match. Good match, and that's clearly I feel like why uh, um, Sanity hasn't debuted. I feel like yeah, they've been running promos for them, and they haven't debuted, and then they've stopped running the promos. I think they're going to have Nikki lose that match and then come up. Uh huh. Is I feel like what they're going to do. Um, that'll be a fun match. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know who you have in that. For any of these. I honestly Gargano Champa is sort of a push. I think Champa might get the win because Gargano got the last one and that's what got him back in NXT. Mm-hmm. And Ricochet Velveteen Dream is just sort of a I feel like they'll give it to Ricochet because he's the hotter commodity. Sure. But Velveteen Dream is also a very hot commodity right now. Uh-huh. Maybe they don't maybe they have because here's the thing, maybe they give it to Velveteen thinking, well, Ricochet's rub it means more like ricochet is not going to have his momentum killed by losing to yeah Velveteen. that's true uh and with like i said with baszler and, and nikki cross i personally feel like nikki will lose and come up uh-huh maybe i don't know how you feel maybe uh we have undisputed era it'll be o'reilly and roderick strong yeah uh versus oni lorkin and danny birch who I have not watched enough of to really appreciate 
this match. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've watched plenty of the all the dudes in Undisputed Era, both outside and inside of the of the stable. And clearly, adding Roderick was a good move because with Fish being kind of on the mend right now, and Adam Cole, baby, having to deal with other feud stuff, and then com- the potential of coming up soon. Um, you know, it was a good addition to have a Riley and Strong right now holding down Undisputed Era. I think that they'll wind up winning, but I just don't know enough about Lorcan and Birch to really... They'll probably win. Uh, and then, finally, main event, Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan in what should be a pretty brutal match. It should be hard-hitting, yeah. Um, Black should probably retain. I'd uh, imagine. But, um... Interesting thing you mentioned, you brought up uh, Adam Cole and the North American Championship, the newly debuted North American Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that title is getting defended at an Evolve show uh, in Queens, or not in Queens, in Massachusetts, so we can't go to it. Um, But they are doing a North American title defense uh, with Adam Cole versus Walter in... Uh, evolve. Wait, it's Adam Cole versus Walter in Evolve. Yeah. When is this show? Uh, I don't remember. But uh, it's it's in the next couple weeks. I uh, it's it's only in Boston. Well, yeah, that's only a like a two and a half hour train ride. Hmm. I I might go to Boston to watch. Uh. Uh, Adam Cole and Walter fight for the North American title, knowing that Walter will not win it. Could you imagine if he won it? And this is his way to being called into the. Oh man! Oh, that would be so cool. Oh fuck! Because there are rumors that he's been he's going to sign. Bob, I kind of want to go to this. Okay, after we finish recording, we'll actually have a serious discussion on whether or not we we go to this fucking show. It, it depends on ticket prices, train prices, lots of there's lots of variables in it for yes. me right now. But fuck, that sounds cool as shit. I'm into it. Um all right, so let's just do the, I'll, I'll run through some of these news things real quick. And uh we'll we'll get to our predictions. Yeah. Uh all right, first off, UFC news. We got a we got a pretty positive response from talking UFC on the show from last week's episode. So uh Got some UFC news. Uh, everybody, you know, if you get a chance, hit us up at Small Package on Twitter and uh, on our Facebook at Small Package as well. Let us know what you think about this and the format changes. Uh, you know, it, it it definitely helps us out when we get feedback. We can improve the show. Let us know what you guys like. We got some pretty positive response and increased listening, uh, you know, listenership, I guess is the right word for it. Uh, talking about UFC last week. So here's some UFC news that we got to talk about. Um, let, let us know what you think. Uh, UFC news. Oh, the next pay per view, the next big one is 226. That is July 7th coming up. Uh, so on JRE MMA, uh, Rogan, after the last fight, had some comments on CM Punk. Uh, and I quote, he's a very nice guy and he is a hard worker, but he does not have athletic talent. Uh, Rogan clarified that he was saying that you know you can take a guy who was a football player or who was another kind of fighter a boxer what have you and get a good fight out of that guy with the proper training but that for for cm punk he said something along the lines of he's a showman you know he was so good in wwe with his charisma 
being able to raise his arm and say, I'm the guy when he was scripted to be the guy, but he just doesn't have that pure, raw MMA level athletic talent to carry in a fight. Uh, he also said, Rogan also went on to say that uh, he agreed with Dana White that Mike Jackson probably won't get another UFC fight. Jackson, according to Dana White, you know, just toyed with punk. Um, Dana White said he didn't appreciate uh, how Jackson couldn't get the job done. So did Rogan. He said he toyed with him at one point, according to him, he he. Uh, as the, I'm paraphrasing. Rogan said he tickled him. He was fucking tickling the guy. Uh, and yeah, some of Jackson's strikes didn't look so great when he was on the top mount, especially in that third round. Uh, Jackson countered and said that the reason he held back against CM Punk is that he didn't want to cause CM Punk any more brain damage, which it's tough to tell if that was Mike Jackson taking a dig at him or being like legitimate, especially when you consider the fact that the trial CM Punk had, you know, the week of the fight was related to the doctor not treating his concussions properly. So maybe Jackson has a point either way. I don't really think let's be honest. Anybody else who was on that card and I'm including Megan Anderson and Holly Holm in this. If they had fought CM Punk, the fight would have been shorter. It's, I mean, you know, it's tough to say that with heavyweights, um, you know, comparing, you know, CM Punk in the heavyweight weight class, but any other fighter on that card, that fight would have been over in round one. So the fact that CM Punk was able to go that long on Jackson, I can see Dana White's, you know, and Joe Rogan's thoughts on that. Uh, other UFC news. Ariel Awani is reporting that uh, Yoel Romero's manager, Malky Kwa, is going to be suing the Illinois Athletic Commission. Um, you may remember last week I talked about how part of, of the controversy around uh, Romero missing weight was that it was alleged that uh, his time between weigh-ins was cut short. So he missed weight on the first weigh-in, but he got a second weigh-in. And traditionally, there's like a two or three-hour window between the weigh-ins for the wrestler to try to cut those last couple ounces or pound or whatever. It gives them a little bit of time to try to do something to, to make weight. Um, you know, with the possibility of maybe it's just that they ate recently or whatever. They give them a little window. And according to uh, Romero's camp, he was not given the full amount of time. His time window was cut an hour short by the Illinois Athletic Commission who oversaw the fight in Chicago. So uh, according to to Ariel in his reporting, Romero's manager is planning on getting a team of lawyers together to sue the Athletic Commission of, of Illinois uh, in an attempt to also recoup damages from lost money because he, because he missed weight. Not only was the fight not for the title, which obviously is irrelevant since he lost. However, um, he did lose money. He had to forfeit money out of his purse, and he also lost the fight of the night bonus uh, because he missed weight. So they're trying to reclaim damages for that. It'll be interesting to see what happens and when more information comes out about whether or not he actually did lose an hour of his time in prep for the second weigh-in and what effects that'll have. So we'll have updates on that. Uh... So in the welterweight division, Tyron Woodley and inter, uh, who is the welterweight champion officially and interim uh, welterweight champion Colby Covington, who we talked about last week, winning his fight against Dos Anjos. Uh Colby Covington is a troll, and nobody there's not a lot of Colby Covington fans. Um, and he's also 
sort of race baited a little in this fight in, in what he said and on social media. Uh, some people didn't like Colby Covington referring to Dos Anjos as this filthy animal in his post-match uh, interview with Rogan. Uh, you know, calling out Woodley for not coming out to fight, even though he's coming off soul, uh, shoulder surgery. Not a lot of people are Colby Covington fans. Uh, and on social media, the two have been going at it. And while this fight hasn't officially been booked, it's going to be wild when it does happen. Uh, and the internet hype machine, the hype train's already leaving the station, guys. Like, everyone get on board right now. This fight's going to be crazy. Uh, Whitley went on and made a statement about how he's going to hurt Colby Covington so bad that he's going to get banned from MMA after the match. So this is going to be a blood feud of all blood feuds. Can't wait to hear the official announcement about that. Dana White made a statement to TMZ saying that Brock Lesnar is interested in fighting John Jones and that John Jones is very interested in fighting Brock Lesnar. Uh, one of the things that we have to talk about is, you know, Brock Lesnar is not on the timetable right now for any WWE event. We have not seen marketing released about him fighting in any upcoming events. And we do know that his contract extension is coming up at the end of summer. Uh, so at the end of summer, WWE's kind of got a shit or get off the pot with Brock Lesnar and his contract. And there's a lot of rumor. There were a lot of rumors going into mania season that Lesnar was leaving to go back to, to fighting. Uh, and obviously WWE made a last second deal and, and extended that out. Uh, but Dana White has said that while, um, you know, uh, Francis Nagano is, is definitely a contender for someone he would want to put up against Brock Lesnar in a fight. And that is probably the one that is most likely to happen. John Jones has expressed interest in fighting Brock. Uh, he did call him out after that win a couple of years ago and that Brock is interested in fighting John. However, it should be noted that both men are currently suspended, uh, due to, uh, USADA, uh, failed testing. Uh, both of them tested positive for banned substances. Uh, John Jones is, is still in appeals, so he isn't available till 2019. And, and Brock Lesnar, um, his suspension doesn't actually even start. His six-month suspension doesn't start until he unretires. So, um, you know, he retired right after the Mike Hunt fight and Mark Hunt, right? Mark, Mike, I forget. Uh, after the hunt fight, he retired. Uh, and then he came out that he failed. So he was suspended. However, his suspension won't start until he unretires. Uh, so even if he unretired right now and came back to UFC right now, he couldn't fight until 2019. So Dana teasing that we might see that fight in 2019 at some point. It should be noted that, you know, Brock's getting up there in age, both getting up, you know, it's it's one of those things where if the fight's going to happen, it's going to have to happen pretty fucking soon in the next year and a half, maybe. Um, and finally, in UFC news, Conor McGregor came back into public for his court hearing uh, after that UFC event where he threw it was like a trolley cart or something through a bus window. Uh, the video is online from that. Uh, he he posted bail. He's he's been out. He came in for his court hearing. Uh, he said that he's making a plea uh, with the New York District Attorney, uh, and that he apologized for his actions, and that he uh, he's going to have another court date in July to come back to enter the plea officially. We'll see what happens if he winds up serving jail time. 
honestly, if he pleads out, I think it's more likely that they'll have him do some sort of community outreach or donate to some charity as part of the plea instead of time, instead of serving time. We're not sure yet. We don't have any uh, information about the plea agreement. Uh, so he came in, he pleaded out and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens for McGregor and when the next time we're going to see him fight is, you know, he, he did, he had the boxing match with Mayweather was August of last year. So it's been almost a year since we've seen him fight in any capacity, but his last UFC fight was in November of 2016. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens from here for Conor McGregor. I mean, he's still in his prime. So obviously you hope that the man's career is not done with all this nonsense. Uh, but anyway, that is the UFC news. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you like us talking about more UFC stuff. Uh, Bob, WWE news. Yeah, what I you got? I got some stuff here. I don't really have anything. All right. Well, Xavier Woods, it has been announced, is a playable character in Super Bomberman oh, yeah. R Man. for the Xbox, PS4, and Steam. I do not know if it's on Switch or coming to Switch. I have fond memories of playing Bomberman stuff on Nintendo. Uh, R should already be on Switch, I think. So uh, he will be in that. Uh, he'll be in Super Bomberman R uh, with his unicorn horn and Francesca in tow. He'll be wearing the unicorn horn and walking around with Francesca. Uh, it was announced. It's Konami, right? You Capcom is it? Can't remember who does. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so that's kind of fun. He made an announcement about that. Uh, we already talked about this. Observer said that Lesnar is not currently booked for any dates in the upcoming WWE future. They have nothing announced for him or planned for him for SummerSlam. Yeesh. Nothing as of right now. And his contract is up at the end of the summer. So they kind of have to either re-sign him again or let him go and do something with the title. It's interesting to me that they made a deal about making it announced that he was the longest running modern era champion, even though it's a different title than CM Punk's when he has had 10 defenses, 10, like 10 or 11 defenses over uh, a like year and a half reign. Mm -hmm. And if you compare it to the CM Punk, he had like, it was something crazy, like 120 defenses. Something. I mean, there were a fair amount that were on house shows, but regardless, he had like 130 defenses in his same 430-day reign. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to compare those two. Um, other news! Uh, according to Wrestling Inc., so WWE released a Hidden Gems segment on the network that you yes. can watch. And there were multiple things in there. There was some interesting stuff. Uh, some stuff with Kurt Hedig in there and his dad uh, in 85. There was uh, a match with Orton Sr. and Orton Jr. fighting. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of neat stuff in the Hidden Gems thing. But the one that most people are talking about, and this is very relevant, especially with the things we talked about the last two weeks with WWE making official statements about Xavier Woods and him fighting in Street Fighter at E3. Uh, Kenny Omega made an appearance. Uh, he was in Deep South Wrestling, and 
they had a Omega promo and match versus Crew Jones from Deep South Wrestling on the network, and they published it and put it out as Kenny Omega's debut on the WWE network. An mm-hmm. interesting way for WWE marketing to put that. Don't you think, Bob? Yeah. In conjunction with, in connection to their statements about him at, with Xavier Woods and how much they, I mean, I don't know if you read the statements, but they were like, can the IWGP heavyweight champion get get his own Street Fighter V-Trigger off on on Xavier Woods? And will the IWGP heavyweight tag team champs, the Young Bucks, be able to help him against the New Day? So, I mean, there's a lot of Kenny Omega stuff. Considering that he is not a WWE guy, has not been a WWE guy, and is currently wrestling for and the champion of what could be considered their biggest rival in in the wrestling mm-hmm. world. What are your thoughts on WWE putting so much out about Kenny right now? Uh I mean it's definitely interesting. Don't read too much into it. Like he's gonna fucking sign in a month. Like I mean, definitely I'm not saying that because Kenny's gone on the record saying there's stuff that he still wants to do outside of WWE. And that he feels like once you go to WWE, that's kind of that's the, the final ride. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm definitely not saying Kenny Omega confirmed WWE. He'll be at Money in the Bank. Oh my god! But I am saying it 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 is weird, right? Or at least interesting. I would say odd. it's I I would say the real story here is just how much. WWE is recognizing outside wrestlers more so than who it is. That's fair. And we have, and, and to be also fair, we've seen a couple of references to TNA here and there. Yeah. Impact, whatever with, with, with AJ and Kurt and, and bringing Dixie in for that video. So it is an increased, I guess, awareness and having, I know that they've done some stuff here and there with Evolve before, but having Adam Cole defend that title at an Evolve show, it definitely means that there's a good chance that WWE will mention that, whether it's on NXT well, I mean, or on Rock.com. I don't know if you know this, but Evolve has done special guest matches at Mania, right? Well, at the Access access events. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're obviously buddy-buddy. Right. But the fact that they're having their champion actually defend, it's a very, it's very reminiscent of the Ring of Honor in New Japan, you know, mm-hmm. thing that they have where they'll have their titles kind of defended on each other's shows. But WWE, I, I can't really remember too many times where they've, where they've sent their guys off with the title. Yeah. Like I've seen WWE guys make appearances in other places, non title. Especially guys who have heavy ties to like the indie wrestling quote unquote community. Uh-huh. I've seen that. Or guys who aren't under exclusive contracts, as as uncommon as that is. Sure. But for them to be like to send Adam Cole with the belt to defend it, where there's the I know it's kayfabe wink, but quote unquote risk of him losing it to another promotion, quote unquote. Uh-huh. You don't really see that very often. I definitely think it's cool of them mentioning Omega. And I'm, it, it's an eyebrow raiser to see them put him into a new featured collection 
and have him in the like thumbnail of it mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, other news, Mike Canellis, uh, we haven't seen him in a bit. Uh, he put out a social media post with his new baby and he is 11 months sober. So good for you, Mike Canellis. Good for him. That's where he's been. He says he's at a good place mentally. He's never been happier. Uh, also, uh, Kenny Omega and Okada, speaking of Kenny Omega, we got our Wrestling Observer star ratings in. And <laughs> Kenny Omega and Okada 4 got seven stars, which I kind of feel like we're just getting ridiculous now. Like, if they fight again, is it just a 10-star match? You know, I mean, I will say this. It is an amazing match. And it may be the best match I've ever watched. It may be one of the best matches I've ever watched. It's just sort of funny to me when Dave gave the the ones the one match a six star and then he's like, well, where do you go from now here? Because their next matches in the feud were better. Uh, Naito and Jericho also got four and a half stars worth reporting. Mm-hmm. That's a great match too. Four and a half out of five or I guess five. And uh, wink. And um, Osprey Tanahashi, right? Yes. That got four, seven, five. Mm, that's cool. I, I didn't have the full listing. I saw the uh, a tweet about the seven and the four five. But that's great. That match was also great. Although, man, we haven't had a chance to talk about New Japan Dominion, you and I, really that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Osprey does not give a fuck about his neck, right? No. Like, he doesn't care. And, like, I was talking last week on the podcast. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to me talking to myself for fucking an hour last week. But, man, <laughs> like... Osprey does stuff that makes me feel like he's a video game character that escaped. Like it's some sort of who framed Roger Rabbit, humans and video game characters and in, in, inhabiting the same world. Some of those moves and flips that he does, I'm like, I can't. You know how when you watch somebody do something and you think, how could I do that with my body? And you go, okay, maybe if I just get enough of a start and then I like, okay, I mm-hmm. kick my legs and I, yeah, I could maybe, I could maybe do like a, a flip or something. Some of the things he does, my body just goes like error. Like that's not a thing. You right. you can't do this. Uh, some of these like rotations on his like splashes and stuff. I'm like, fuck. Oh man, some absolutely bonkers shit that they did. Uh, but yeah, you like New Japan uh, Dominion? I thought yeah. Uh, I've seen most of the matches, mm-hmm. uh, and the ones I have seen uh, overall were really great. Um, and yeah, I loved Okada Omega. Um. How did you feel when Okada got the first fall? I mean, um, who were you kind of pulling for? Um, well, I knew the ending, unfortunately. Oh. I saw the ending uh, thinking that I wasn't actually going to watch the match. Yeah, and I then I you. sat down and actually watched it. Because, I mean, that fucker's like an hour and a half long. I mean, yeah, it's very good, but it is long. It is, to put that into context, that one match is half a raw. Right? With commercials. <laughs> um, final bit of news. John Pollock, shout out to the law via The Observer, has uh, said the reason why authors of pain have been absent on television. A reason for it. 
is that one of the members, and he did not disclose who, one of the members of AOP is currently having visa issues for hmm. working in the United States, which you may remember is what kept uh, Wade Barrett out of action for so long. Interesting. Uh, visa issues. So rather than doing what they did for Wade and then bad news Barrett, uh, rather than doing something where they have AOP on the show but not actually working, uh, they instead have just kept them completely off. Sure. Uh, and I guess the plan is to do some sort of soft reboot where they have them off for a while, then have them come back and smash stuff again. So that is our news of the dubs. All right. And now we get into our official Money in the Bank predictions. And uh, we are using pro wrestling scorecards. Uh, if you have not heard us sing the praises of PW scorecards before, man, these guys do a lot of hard work. They they work tirelessly to make these, these scorecards to help uh, make predictions uh, for WWE pay-per-views. They also have one for TakeOver Chicago. We are not doing that one uh for for this but we do have the official pw scorecards prediction sheet for money in the bank if you want to help out the dudes at 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 pro wrestling scorecards uh make sure to hit them up on their patreon they have a patreon uh you can find out all of the information that you need from them over on their twitter pw scorecards at pw scorecards on twitter uh go over there check them out if you want to play along, tweet us at Small Package POD or hit us up on Facebook at Small Package POD and uh, share with us your scorecards. You can play along with us at home. Bob, any stakes this week or are we just doing predictions? Just predictions. All right. Just for pride then. Okay. First up on the scorecard, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Who do you got? Cass. Ooh, Big Cass, huh? Yeah. Any any reason behind that, or just big guess? Uh, I mean, they've already fought once. Why give Brian two wins and just fucking bury Cass? He's like going that? with he's going with fifty fifty booking. I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan. All right. Uh, do you? They have it as a submission, pin, countout, or DQ win. Uh, well, if it's Cass, it's gonna be pin. Uh, I'm gonna go with submission. Uh, number of yes kicks within with plus or minus one bonus points for an exact guess. Let's go with four. You know what? I'm going to go with four as well. Uh, number of times Cass is described as seven feet tall, plus or minus one with a bonus. I'm going to go with exact. five. <laughs> I'm going to go with one because then I still get a point for zero. Uh, next up, Intercontinental Championship. Elias versus champion Seth Rollins. Rollins. I love you, Elias, but you're not getting the win over Rollins. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rollins as well. All right, That's a pin. You got a pin? I will also go with a pinfall. That's a safe uh, Pre-match promo time for Elias. I'm going to go with three minutes. That's a pretty good guess. Pre-match Elias promo. Uh... I'll go with five. Guitar used as a weapon at any time before, during, or after the match? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with no. All right. Singles match. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Who do you got, Bob? Ah, Lashley. Mm. 
I'm so torn here. I'll go Bobby because Sammy doesn't win. Pin submission count out or DQ. I'm going to go with pin and one finisher. I'm going to go with DQ. Okay. Because that kind of counters. If Bobby wins, I still get points for Bobby winning. Sure. But I think Sammy might just hit him with something. Sure. Number of finishers, plus or minus one. I will go with, what did you say? One. I'm going to go with two. Tag Team Championship match. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We got the defending Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers, the club. I'm going Bludgeons. The Bludges. Uh, I'm going to go... This is interesting. So AJ Nakamura is also on SmackDown. Yes. And could retain his championship and then have the, the Good Brothers be tag team champs beside him. And I'm kind of interested in that playing out, um, but I just don't know for sure. I think I'm going to go with Bludgeon Brothers as well. They're going to get a pin. Yeah, they, they don't. Really this is also on the pre-show. Oh, if this taints your opinions at all. Yeah. Who makes the fall? Uh, Harper? Um, I'll go with Rowan just to mix it up. Who takes the fall? Uh, Gallows. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna also going to go with Gallows. Singles match. Roman the Big Dog Reigns versus Jindy Mihero. Roman, and he's going to win by pin. Pin it is. Number of Superman punches. Ooh, I'm going to go with two. Plus or minus one. Bonus for a, a correct, exact correct answer. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with two as well. Because he'll definitely Sing brother one. interference or distraction. Yes. A yes. Uh, women's Smackdown right. Championship. Carmella versus Asuka. This uh, is a toughie. It is. Because you're I'm brain, going to say Asuka is going to win. Your brain wants to say Asuka, for sure. Yes. I'm saying Asuka's gonna win. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carmella. However, I'm going to say it's going to be a DQ win. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm gonna go... Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna go... I've heard rumors that uh, Ellsworth might be back for this match. All right, I'm gonna or do, the women's money in the bank. I'm match. gonna do Carmella. I'm gonna hedge my bet by saying DQ, so that if uh, if Oscar wins by DQ and doesn't get the title, she still gets it. Match right. time, bell to bell, plus or minus one. Exact gets you a bonus. Uh, I'm gonna go with seven. Yeah, I don't imagine it's not gonna be ten or fifteen. It's go, definitely not gonna be fifteen. I'll go eight to kind of give myself a buffer to go up to nine. Uh, women's championship raw Naya versus Ronda Naya. I'm gonna go Ronda. It's not Ronda's time yet. Pin submission or DQ pin. pin. Number of arm bars locked in two. I'm, I'm gonna go one because I think there was a chance it'll be zero. Um, outside interference or distraction? No. Um, probably not. No. All right. Money in the Bank women's match. So, first off, for first super, let's do first superstar to touch the case. And in the women's match, we have. It's not printed on there. Oh, fuck. I mean, I should know this off the top of my head, but I'm just going to, real quick. Uh, Ember Moon, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, 
Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naoma, Naomi, Naoma, Naoma, and Sasha Burks. Uh huh. Who is the first woman to touch the briefcase? Naomi. Uh, She's so athletic. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Lana. Uh, the first superstar hit with a ladder. Becky. I'm gonna go Natalia. First superstar to climb the ladder. Alexa. Bo- both feet on rungs. Yeah, Alexa's a good a good guess there. Last superstar to touch the case and not win. Mm. I'm gonna go Ember. Oh, I'm gonna go with with uh, Charlotte. Uh, cashed in bell rung before the end of the pay per view. No, I'm also gonna go down. Uh, and then finally. For the winner, I say we put two names down of a, a first and a second since there's fucking so many people in this match. How about this? If your first one wins, you get the full 10 points. If your second one wins, you get five. That's fair. All right. So who do you think is winning? Sasha. This match? You say Sasha, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I say I'm going to go with my first one being Alexa. Okay. My second one is going to be Ember. My second one is going to be um my second guess is going to be Charlotte and that this would lead into a heel turn. Uh men's money in the bank Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and then someone from the New Day who has not been announced. Mm-hmm. All right. First superstar to touch the case. Miz. That is a good guess. And I also think that. First superstar hit with a ladder. Uh Smojo. I'm gonna go Braun. Uh first superstar to climb the ladder, both feet on the rungs. Miz. Uh, I'm gonna go with the New Day member. That's a fair guess. We'll say New Day member since we don't know who it is. Last superstar to touch the case and not win. Um, Finn. I'm going to go with KO. Uh, Cashed in, bell rung before the end of the event. No, because Brock's not there, and they're already going to have such a clusterfuck with Nakamura and AJ. Uh, Winner, first guess. I'm going to go with Joe. I'm going to go Finn. And my second guess is yes. going to be uh, KO. Kevin Owens, that's a good guess. Uh, my second I mean, they're guess- all good guesses, unfortunately. Well, except for Bobby Roode. I think he's the one who is pretty certainly not going to win. <laughs> Um, my second guess is going to be Braun. All right. And then finally, oh no, not finally. Yeah. The WWE championship match of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Last man standing. What do you got, Corey? I'm going to go Nakamura. I'm going to stick with Styles. Uh, first superstar down for a count of three or more. Going to also go with Styles for that. AJ. First superstar down for a count of eight or more. I'm going to go with Styles for that as well. I'm going to go knock. 
Number of finishers executed, plus or minus one. Exact guess gets you a bonus. I'm going to go with four. And it should be noted that for that, they have Phenomenal Form, Styles Clash, Calf Crusher, or, or Kinshasa. Kinshasa. Those are the finishers. I'm gonna. How much did you guess? Three? Four? Four. I'm going to go with three. And then finally, a low blow before, during, or after the match. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because that's the theme. Right. Finally, the last two things. Uh, quick uh, table announce. Announce tables. Destruction. Circle if it's spared. X if it's destroyed. English, Spanish, and other. I'm going to... This is at any point during the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Spanish is spared. Okay. Uh, English will be spared and other will be trashed. I'm going to say that the English is trashed because uh, I think that the last match will be the men's money in the bank. Sure. And, and if I'm they're going to do a table spot, it'll be that. And I think that the other two are spared. Uh, unscheduled appearances, you can guess up to five. Uh, these are people who are not managers, not authority figures, not refs, not le- like like uh, people who are coming and debuting at the show okay. or will be there uh, who are not announced. You cannot guess the three members of the New Day. Sure. Because they'll one of them is definitely on the card. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming that all three of them are going to show up. So who do you got? Uh, I mean, first one I have is Ellsworth. That's a good guess. Um, Cena. Okay. Uh, Kane. Kane. You never know. He might show up. Corbin. Uh, no way, Jose. <laughs> no way, Jose. No way. Dude, he showed up at the last pay-per-view. That's a good point. That's pretty fair. Um, Are you just stealing all my picks? I'm not. I I have several different than you. I have Ellsworth and Corbin. We Mm -hmm. share those. I have Maurice. Okay. Probably not because of the baby. Probably not, but... Big Show instead of Kane. Okay. Because he was just on... Raw last week for the Special Olympics announcement. Oh. And Aiden English. <laughs> he's oh. not announced. Bullshit. He's a wrestler Bull- active roster. Oh, he's basically doesn't active it, roster. Doesn't it say something about Backstage or live parents over. No match promo videos or pre-panel guests. No authority figures, trainers, referees, or managers, valets on scorecard do not count. There's no one listed as an official valet. Damn. Switch one. Put Aiden English on there. Cross out Kane and put Aiden English. Yeah, fair. (laughs) And now if Kane shows up, you're going to be so fucking salty. Baby! All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Small Package Show. Uh, At the top of the show... Uh, we shouted them out last week on the show. Friends of the show, We Are As Ronin. Their new EP is out, Immortal and Empty. The show open was the song Affliction Nonfiction, and the show close is the show Clive Burns by We Are As Ronin on their Immortal and Empty EP. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, wherever you get your music, you can probably find it. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at CBPointix, your Bob on Twitter at Bob Beckett. You read his shit on Newsweek. Get this man clicks. He writes good stuff. 
Follow the both of us on Twitter and Facebook at Small Package POD. That's POD like the band, but it stands for podcast. Hit us up. We'll read it on the show. We love your feedback. It helps us improve this show week to week. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with the results from Money in the Bank. Hey, we'll be tweeting during the show. Watch Money in the Bank and hit us up. This has been the Small Package Show. Bob, would you do me the honor of hitting with it?